0: Hey guys, what's going on? It's me, the one and only Strawberry Ice, down here in the Ice Cave, bringing you sports from a West Side point of view. All right, here's the rundown of today's show. Stick around, you might like it. How great a week did the University of Cincinnati have? From Luke Fickle staying to the great comeback win last night against Memphis. Columbus Blue Jackets are in action last night versus the Buffalo Savers. And the Reds pitchers and catchers report. Spring training is here. Regular season is right around the corner. Now, I almost had a heart attack last night. I was down here in the ice cave watching the game. Screaming my head off about foul calls, no foul calls, this, that, whatever. <laughs> it was so loud. My son was playing video games last night with his cousin, and his cousin's at his house, you know, over to the internet so they can talk. And my nephew, that's my son's cousin, said he could hear me. <laughs> that's how loud I was. But the a very intense game. I'll make, this was huge. You see one, obviously, I'm so happy about it. 92 to 86. Trayvon Scott. Dude has been money the last two games. 25 points. 19 rebounds. That's getting it done right there, dude. The last two games have been the best two games I've ever seen Trayvon Scott play. He went, he had two unbelievable plays the Euro step with the lamp and then the rebound dunk. That was awesome. Now, first half didn't start out so good. You know, we had Keith Williams, Chris Vogt, and Jaron Crumlin all in foul trouble. So. And I guess he couldn't put in Mamadou. Mamadou? I keep saying Mamalu. Mamadou. Mamadou Diari has been playing very good the last couple games, so he went small. And he went to a zone. That screwed Memphis up. That was a great coaching move by John brannon Memphis didn't know what to do. He stole the second half because he's able to sit Cumberland and vote and Williams for a lot of it. And Jeremiah Davenport stepped up. 11 minutes. 8 points. That's and he's a freshman. And that, that's what he might have to do. I mean, since uh, Sirola left and Vote gets a foul trouble, this is what I said. I was like, we need Sirola just because Vogue gets a foul trouble. It, it happens. And Mamalu, I just, or Mamalu, why can't you say Mamalu? Mamadou, he, he had this great game against Wichita State and he just hasn't shown up the last two games. I, I really need you to show up, DRA, really bad. Okay, the play of the game was Micah Adams-Wood. Unbelievable block shot from behind. That totally saved the game because the guy's open for a layup, and he, bam, smacks it off the backboard. I'm like, yes! That was a great play. I mean, that's what you need. That's, that's a freshman stepping up there. A freshman making the play of the game. The game's over. If he makes that layup, this game's over. Sends it into overtime. Jaron Cumberland didn't have his best game but he showed up in overtime he scored 8 of his 15 points in overtime now one thing I don't know if we're ever going to fix this because I've been talking about this the whole time I've been been doing this show from Mick to, to JB now we gotta make free throws we make our free throws this game doesn't go into overtime and we win but we keep missing. Hey, Chris vote, dude, he's consistent. He consistently misses one, and then he consistently makes one. Or he makes it, and then he misses it. I'm like, can you make both of them? <laughs> uh, luckily, Jaron Cumberland showed up in overtime. I mean, his, his passes, dude, he made two legit NBA passes last night. Two of them. Some people say he's not an NBA player. He's awful, of daggone close. Give him some more development. He, he'll be an NBA player because he's got, he's got the vision. He's got the NBA vision. I mean, that bounce pass he made to Keith Williams, unbelievable. Look at Magic Johnson. It was poof, right to him. It was perfect. Right in stride. So, is he an NBA player? Is he not? I don't know. But did you see the quotes from uh, John Brandon last night? He was very, very, very excited about the game last night. His quote, he says, we are building a resistance to adversity. I could not be prouder of the character and toughness of this team, which he's right. I mean, I thought the game was over. I mean, that was like six minutes left to go in the game. We were down by, I don't know, six or nine points. And they went, Memphis went down and scored, I don't know, four or five times in a row. I was like, dude, what are we doing? We're not playing defense. We can't score. I mean, we we're bouncing the ball around, dribble, dribble, dribble. I mean, we had no, we had nothing. John Brandon, boop, timeout. Gets them all together. Come out. They played some serious D. He did the the trap in the corner, full court press, changed it. Changed the game, changed momentum. That's two very well coaching decisions, very good coaching decisions that JB did. First half, the zone, second half, the trap. That changed the game right there. That got the guys back into it. Said we got a chance to win this. I mean, that's how they tied the game up. I stole the ball from Memphis. Jaron passed to Keith. Keith dunked it. Tied the game up. It was awesome. And then, like I said, Woods made the play of the game with a block shot. <laughs> Brandon was so excited last time. That's one thing. This is where I, I, I like it when we have coaches from this area and they understand the area. You know, they know where we're from, okay? John Brandon quoted Pete Rose last night. One of my favorite all-time players. But Pete, after the 1975 World Series in Game 6, when Carl DeFist hit the home run and the Red Sox won the World Series in six games. Oh, wait, no. No, no, that's right. That's right. The Reds won it in seven games. But anyway, the Red Sox did win it in six. Or won Game 6. They didn't win the World Series. The Reds did. (laughs) Anyway, Pete told Sparky, that was the best game I've ever played in. I want to go do it again. That was awesome. And that's what Brandon said. He goes, let's run it back. He said, that was so much fun. Let's run it back. And I agree with you. The last two games between UConn and now here with Memphis, it's been so much fun watching the Bearcats play. Now it's more fun when they win, obviously, but UConn's game was fun. We we're gonna lost by one point. Now, the Bearcats only have one Quadrant 1 win, but they're 6-0 oh versus Quadrant 2 opponents. Joe Lenardi, Joey Brackets. As of right now, has Bearcats. The Bearcats as an 11 seed. I'll take that. I will take that all day long. I'm still saying 21 and nine. I think we're gonna lose one. The one I'm thinking we're gonna lose is at Houston. Now we got a trap game coming up here Sunday versus East Carolina because you got the high of winning. And then you go, oh, we'll beat East Carolina, which we should. It should be a pretty easy win. But you got to show up and play. <laughs> East Carolina, I mean, East Carolina, they came in the shoemaker beginning of the year, and they gave us a run for our money. It wasn't as easy as I thought it would and it would be. And that was at home at 5th, 3rd. Now we're going to East Carolina. So we got to make sure we don't lose focus, and we go take care of business. As always... T Property or T Property as always Ice Cave is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, while well, this is going on last night the Columbus Blue Jackets were in action. And that's another gritty, gutty team. It's they're a lot like the Bearcats. I mean, they have got to be the most injured team in the NHL this year. They have put a player on the injured list 22 times this year. Seth Jones just went on it. That's my favorite player. That's a big loss right there. That's the number one defenseman. But, unfortunately, the Jackets lost last night 4-3 to Buffalo. They scored in every period. Unfortunately, Buffalo tied it up to third and won it in overtime. But, it's so much fun watching the Blue Jackets. They are, like I said, they're a lot like the Bearcats. I mean, they lost all their quote-unquote stars in the offseason, and they've had 22 players put on the injury list, and they're still in it. I mean, we went on that six-game winning streak with what we called the Blue Monsters. And we had so many guys come up from Cleveland. They played great, and they went on a winning streak. And then the guys came back, got healthy. And they continued not a waste, sheet, but the momentum of winning. And now, K. Mackinson, he's on the disabled list. Jones on the disabled list. So, eventually, the injuries have got to stop. I mean, it, it, they can't keep they can't keep this up, can they? I mean, I hope they can. Not the injuries, the winning. But either way, it's just been fun. It's just I love gritty, gutty teams. That's an Ohio team. That's a Cincinnati team. I know it's in Columbus, but that's you know. Those are fun to watch. Speaking of Cincinnati's team, the Cincinnati Reds. Pitchers and catchers report today. So excited. Spring training has officially started. Reds' first spring training game is until February 22nd versus the Cleveland Indians. I'm so excited. I I really think, I've said this before on other shows, I love the guys the Reds have picked up. I'm. Again, I quoted this, I think, earlier in the week. I was listening to the Jim Day podcast and stuff that uh, he was interviewing Joey Votto. And Joey Votto was just saying how much back in 2010 and 2012 when they had these professional players with him and how much fun it was. He was, "It just for, he didn't say it, but it just took the pressure off of him. I think he's going to have a great year. Joey Votto needs to not worry about launch angles or any of this stuff. Just go hit. Go get on base. Be the number two hitter. Get on base. We got guys behind you that are going to knock you in. I just have a feeling it's going to be, as long as everybody stays healthy, it's going to be really good because we got even uh, even better pitching staff this year than we had last year. Last year we picked up two of them in gray and uh, Castillo. Now or we already had him. But we got Trevor Bauer and we got Wade Miley. That's four of them, dude. We're we're loaded. We got the best pitching in the NL Central. So, right now, there's so much good stuff going on with Cincinnati. And, and, and for the last couple of years, we've had, go through the dark cloud of like the Bengals have stunk for the last four years. The Reds have stunk for six years. You see, Bearcats, basketball, we can't ever get out of the second round. Football, before Luke got here, we had a Tommy Tuberville era, years. Now the Bengals had the number one pick. They're going to draft Joe Burrow. the Bearcats, Football team, Luke Fickle, decided to stay. That's awesome. The Reds went and spent all this money and got these great players. Now, I know, you spend all this money doesn't mean they're going to win, but they got better players. It's going to help. And then watching the Bearcat basketball team, it's different. They can score. They can come back. You know, I don't think, knock on wood, we're going to lose a 15-point lead in the tournament like we did two years ago against Nevada. So, I don't know, but it's just just a feeling I have that things are finally starting to turn around here in Cincinnati and we are going to have winning teams. Now, we are going to win any championships? I have no idea. But it's going to be a lot of fun watching them try and do it. All right, that brings me to my favorite part of the week. And for my loyal listeners, all my berries out there, you know, it's the Zeke of the Week. Now, I have banged on and banged on to Houston cheating Astros because it's well-deserved and all their cheating. (laughs) Now, yesterday, uh, Jim Crane got everybody together and they had a press conference. Um, From what I've heard, the players that were in the locker room did a better job than he did because within 55 seconds, he contradicted himself. He was asked, do you think the cheating had an effect, a diverse effect on the game? No, I don't. Well, the Yankees think it did. Well, of course, yeah, I think, I think it did. What? Dude, you can't even. Like, you're the one that's supposed to be in charge, man. <laughs> you, you, you're the one, like. Shouldn't the owner be the one that actually says it right or says it how he wanted it to come out? Not contradicting yourself and sounding sound like. Sorry, an idiot. (laughs) And within 55 seconds, he was completely unprepared for a press conference that he called. He's the one that called it, and he's totally unprepared for it. How? (laughs) Uh, Because he's done so good on the other press conferences. When he fired a manager, fired a general manager. I I had no problem with those. He's hiring Dusty Baker. I like Dusty Baker, by the way. You know, he did great on those. How could he screw the most important one up? Of how you're supposed to quote unquote apologize or maybe explain or something, and you contradict yourself in 55 seconds? Jim Crane, you are my Zeke of the week. Well, it's a Friday. The weekend is coming tomorrow, not tomorrow, Sunday. UC versus East Carolina. Gonna I mean, be a very exciting game. Make sure you like, subscribe, share. Tweet me out at Jeff A. Trennepole, T-R-E-N-N-E-P-O-H-L, for what's the best thing you saw in sports this weekend. Let me know. That's my topic for the day on Monday. Other than that, that's just sports, baby. See you guys.